0: You made it. Checked out of office to check into the sweet views of this place where the kids aren't asking for the Wi-Fi. Mom, can we go to the pool? And when you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it. Your favorite band's about to play a sold-out show. You got in... Over here with a friend and found a spot close enough to see the set list. They're definitely playing your song when you're with Amex. It's not if it's going to happen, but when American Express don't live life without it.
1: Good morning, everyone. How are you? This is Jim the Keys, bartender, coming to you from the beautiful and temperate Florida Keys. It's December 1st, and I'm going to be stopping frequently recording because I have been hacking like crazy. I don't know why. I am not sick. I'm recovering from having a brief bout, like a 24-hour bug. We're going to talk about that pretty soon i want to open up since we're in december and we are in the midst of the holiday season the christmas season the coffee drink the coffee drink coffee itself is a drink but i'm talking about a coffee coffee drinks coffee cocktails you have the irish coffee and then you have a plethora of other ones you might see there is a I'm just throwing these out there as arbitrary, but I'll go more in depth. There is a Patron Cafe. There's cafe uh, versions of rum. I've seen rum, which probably would be excellent. There are things, Patron X, I think it's, uh, not XO, Patron Cafe. And it's a coffee flavored tequila. That's one of the ones that would probably go right into it stuff like that. People are just looking for things to put in coffee. The main thing and it's been around for a long time is Kahlua. It's a coffee liqueur. So it's made, it's used in a white Russian or black Russian, the B-52 the brown cow which is a and cream but there's tons of other drinks to make with it. So when you're making a coffee drink, you're looking for things that probably don't conflict with the coffee taste and it, or enhances the taste. So Bailey's works, Frangelico, Peppermint Schnapps. I know I'm missing tons of stuff. Coke, creme de coke, uh, Cacao. A lot of people say Creme de coco. White or dark creme de coco. We have um, <clears throat> not so much the fruit schnapps things, but a lot of the whiskeys. And if you like whiskey and you like coffee, sometimes people like to have that mixed in with their coffee. That's That could be a harbinger if you're drinking that first thing in the morning. It could be a harbinger of bigger problems than trying to decide what's in your coffee
0: <clears throat>
1: when you start your first choice is to put whiskey in it I was that kind of person when I was in was I in high school or was I in college I went to a uh, army navy game I think it was a <clears throat> senior we put I put whiskey in coffee and just drank Whiskey and coffee during the Army-Navy football game. <clears throat> Irish whiskey. I don't know how the hell I got a hold of that. But to get back to the coffee drinks. The important thing, the basis for any coffee drink is coffee and it should be fresh and hot. Now, you would, if you were thinking logically, you'd think, well... You'd want your liquor to be hot too, going in there. If you want your coffee to be hot, but unfortunately, that's not a good idea to heat up your liquor because if you're worried about maintaining the alcohol, the proof, the more you heat up the liquor, the more likely you are to evaporate the alcohol because alcohol has a lower boiling point than water, and it kind of it turns into. You know, just like a still. It would burn off sometimes. Not necessarily when you put it in the coffee itself. It's pretty much stable. But when you're heating it, if you, if you try to microwave it or boil uh, liquor, that's why people say you're cooking off when you're, when you're cooking something like fish and you're making pan sauté mixture and you're throwing wine in there. Almost all the alcohol is cooked off of that at higher temperatures. Because it just boils away. So you keep, make sure your glass is clean. Make sure your coffee's hot. Make sure your liquor or liqueur is room temperature. And just mix away. Now, people say, well, how much am I supposed to put it? Alcohol is a thing about taste, right? Because Kahlua, Baileys, and even whiskey, some people drink without mixing a lot into it. They drink it neat or on the rocks, you don't have to. You don't really have to add anything to those drinks to really make them paddle, palatable. But if you want to make a coffee drink, you should have coffee, and you want to have enough. So if you're looking to get fucked up, just drink the the liquor. If you're looking to enjoy a drink, make sure the coffee's hot, and your mixer is room temperature. Do you want to make it look nice? Nice to have a little whipped cream right on the top. You could put little sprinkles on it if you want to make it festive, especially for a holiday drink. A little red and green sprinkles. <clears throat> there's all sorts of things you could do with it. And there's all sorts of things you could put in the coffee. But this, uh, my favorite is the Nutty Irish Coffee. And that's Bailey's Frangelico and coffee. So if you're making a five-ounce mug of that, you're going to probably put about three-quarters of an ounce of each of the liqueur in it. Baileys and Frangelico and sometimes people put in little Jamesons in there. But that tweaks it a little if you need to get that whiskey bite. You don't want to put too much in because you're actually you, you don't want to be adding coffee to your liquor. Cuz that you're just fucking up your liquor. If you if you if you really just want to taste those two things, just have the nutty Irishman, the Baileys and Frangelico, which is an excellent drink on its own. And you drink that on the rocks. So that's it for today for the drinks. So we're doing all right. I guess we're going to include that as a regular thing. I'm always have to think about a drink or something like that. Excuse me one moment. I told you I'm going to have to stop frequently because uh, I'll be right back. And we're back. Yeah, I'm sorry. I have the remnants. I had come down briefly with something yesterday. Yesterday uh, was, it was Monday night. Went to bed fine. Monday's my day off. I had a wonderful day. You know, with the family. We just had... It was wonderful. And then right around 12 o'clock, we are... We're in the Keys, and the temperature's dropping through the 60s. And I get this overwhelming bout of the shivers. I'm freezing my ass off. I'm in bed. We have... This will go well with my title of this, the Oversharer, right? That'll be the title. This is the title. Oversharer. I think I mean, I hope it's not an episode, a title of an episode I used before, but I've been accused of being an Oversharer. And as a listener, you probably say, well, of course he has a podcast. Why the fuck wouldn't he be an Oversharer? It's all sharing. And if it's not Oversharing, what are you going to be fucking talking about? The tree looks nice. This coffee's delicious. That girl was mean to me. You got to go in depth, and that's oversharing. Sometimes people say oversharing is more intimate and things like that. But I'll talk. We'll talk about that a little later. But so m- Monday night into early Tuesday morning, I was up out of bed with either the uh, the shivers or sweats, back and forth back and forth not the typical covid reaction not the typical i had this before i had this maybe 30 years ago once then i had it like four or five years ago with the accompanying intestinal distress i don't need to go and overshare that part you know what i'm talking about when i say intestinal distress you know what that means i did not have that I just had a headache, which is a COVID symptom, but the, the chills and all that stuff, and I still was able to taste things, and I was up in a, about, excuse me, one moment, <coughs> so all night, and then I woke up, I had a fever, uh, 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 That later on in the day, I ended up sleeping like three hours, and it was my day off Tuesday, so... That's the way things work out for me. I get sick on my day off and it's usually like only a couple of hours. So I'm thinking, I gotta call in. I have several things I have to do that day. Yes, it's my day off. There's several things I have to do. I'm still working. I had to go to the gym. <coughs> I had planned to go and lift weights and teach my spin class. So I'm filling in for someone else. I have to when I'm filling in for someone, I even feel even more obligated, even though I have never missed a spin class in nine years that I was teaching. And I wasn't going to do it then. So I'm checking my temperature. My temperature is elevated maybe two degrees when I wake up. Woke up at six. I don't have to be there till nine. But I'm feeling better. For some reason, I know I'm going to feel better. And then it's one degree, like a half hour later. And it's back and forth, getting a little elevated and lower and then it's consistently under 98.6 and I'm thinking well I'll just when I go to the gym they have a little tablet with and you've seen it these temperature check you go in there and it does a temperature check you walk in you you uh, frame your face on the camera and it checks your temperature. No need to get in great detail. If you haven't seen it, you haven't been out that much, I understand. Or they don't do it in your state or your country or something like that. But I figured that would be my last case if my temperature still elevated. But at the time, even before when the temperature was still, I when my temperature was still spiking a little, I was feeling better, much better than I did the night before. But I was feeling like I was confused because I was only, only had three hours sleep. And I'm thinking, I got to do that. And then I had... Um, so it was a nine o'clock spin, spin class. I needed to take a shower, get ready, and I had to perform a wedding ceremony. <clears throat> so I did. I did all those things. I made it. I made it through. I felt better than I sh- thought I should have because of the lack of sleep, not because it, it I you know at that point it's like you're not feeling run down or anything because I need anything other than the lack of sleep. Being up and down and I come home and I figure okay I'll get a couple hours sleep and I'll be all right for the family when they come home because I had a couple of other things I wanted to do later on in the evening one of them is podcasts which I never got around because why the hell will you want to podcast when you really can't I can't focus when I don't get to sleep I can't focus and you say Jim you can't focus when you're feeling well I can focus less let us me rephrase that I focus less when I'm not feeling well so I sit down I make myself lunch I have to eat right I eat the lunch actually I bought a pizza and then I ended up getting another call for some more work for a loan signing I needed to notarize some documents for a real estate sale so I made it through that whole day And my wife said, well, Jim, how do you, you're a hypocrite because you always say, why are people going to work sick and stuff like that? I said, well, I'm not sick. I was sick. Now I'm feeling better. A lot better. I'm feeling normal except for the lack of sleep. Yes, I know the difference. I've done the lack of sleep thing many times. But I did that. So you don't. Nowadays, as soon as you get sick, and I don't want to get into a political argument of what is COVID and what is co- what is not COVID, and people say, "Well, when you go to a hospital, someone dies, someone dies from a motorcycle accident," they're going to say it was COVID. No, they don't. And there are certain symptoms for that: a non-productive cough. And I'm telling you, I'm having a productive cough. I always had a problem with since. I was young, and then I smoked for years, which was fucking stupid. <clears throat> if ever there was one thing other than alcohol, which you can't, you know, even if you had a time machine, you would not stop from tasting alcohol and having a problem with alcohol. If you, If I'm able to experience, if I was able to remember all the pain and suffering and how had, alcohol didn't help me at all. And how much problems would lead to I would never have drank alcohol. But that being said, the number one thing would have been, I would never have smoked. And it would be easier to never have smoked. Right? It would be easier for me to have made that decision to never have smoked. That was a stupid thing that I did for someone who had lung issues when they were younger. And I'm a fitness instructor now in a cardio field where you need lots of oxygen. So, yeah, I have issues with lung infections a lot, which I don't get treated with antibiotics. I kind of tough that out. And I've been doing all right considering my age. And I guess someday that may be the thing that takes me out. I know that sounds cold. I think the lung thing will be the... The thing that gets me, the heart's strong, the muscles are strong. Uh, I don't know, I got a bad temper, so you, people say, no, you're probably, Jim, it's not going to be your lungs, you're going to stroke out. <laughs> you're you're going to burst the vein. Well, I don't, I don't have a tendency to do that as much as I did before, but that may be the thing, because if you don't do it so much, and then all of a sudden you raise your blood pressure quick, that could be a thing. That's kind of morbid, and I'm getting off that subject don't need to fucking talk about that. So yes, when you're starting to feel sick in my head that night when I was getting the shiver and it was the worst I've ever had that. It wasn't the worst I've felt. It was not the worst I felt. It was the worst time my body was taken over by symptoms, let's say, other than, I mean, of those particular symptoms. I've done the thing with intestinal distress. That's very, uh, what would you call it, blatant. Because you're running to the bathroom. There's tangible proof that you're having issues. And for me, that the way my body was shaking. I was in the middle of the night and I'm just... I mean, it was... It was if they put the thing up. Term, I was a human vibrator. It was, I had blankets on me. It was only like 60, it was probably the lowest the temperature got in the room was maybe 65, 66 because we open up the windows when the temperature drops. That is not that cold when you're sleeping. And I was wearing uh, pajamas and a t-shirt, pajama bottoms and a t-shirt, no socks, but that is plenty of covering from there. It doesn't get any colder than that in the house. That right now, it's 74 degrees with the windows open, which is perfect. Perfect. I mean, 76 degrees is probably the, the most optimal. 74 is, I there's a perfect range for me. I don't have a, it's it's 77 to 73. And uh, I don't leave the AC on a 73. When I'm home by myself, when it's hot outside, I leave the temperature for the AC around 78, 79. That's when I'm home because it generally doesn't get much higher and the AC kicks on enough to keep the place dry. So I'm in the middle of the night laying in bed. I got up, had a headache. I'm saying, oh man, I got something. It could be food poisoning, could be that, but I didn't have the... But I wasn't thinking COVID. I wasn't thinking COVID. For some reason, I heard about all the symptoms and stuff like this. And this seemed like a 24-hour bug. If there was more intestinal thing going on, I was thinking there's was something going on with the stomach. Because what happens is with a foodborne illness, all the blood rushes to you. That digestive system. And your body starts shivering. That's what I'm thinking. But, you know, a little information is a dangerous thing. And I'm thinking in my head, the whole night, I said, God damn it. I can't. I can't be sick. I can't have this. And I started thinking, I can't have COVID. Because that would be a financial... God, that would be a, a real financial catastrophe for me if I if I got that around Christmas. Our money, our money, time, right? So it didn't turn out to that, but I was thinking in the middle of the night if it would get, kept on getting worse and worse, I was going to have to wake up the wife and have to go to the emergency room. But I didn't wake her up. She didn't. I didn't tell her at it until the next day, which is great. Oh my God, this goddamn bluebird. This blue jay. He's just barking. There's plenty of food for you. Leave it alone, okay? So the whole time I'm thinking I don't have it. And I woke up and Abby's looking at me and saying, "Well, you're going to have to call in." I said, "Well, I have things I have to do. I have a wedding. I have a wedding. I have this." And I would have, I would have owned up to it and said, "Listen, I can't do it right now. I can't. I physically can't do it. I'm not feeling well." But I was the temperature wasn't manifesting, meaning it wasn't going up and it was down. And I ended up doing all those things and getting an extra call, even though I wasn't feeling optimum because the only remnant was the insomnia from the night before. But COVID still rears its ugly head because that is the preeminent disease that's running right now. You know, infectious disease. I'm would call it infection I guess infection is it is it it's it's an infection a disease that's interesting but it's a it's always in the forefront of my mind you're thinking those things and people are thinking when you're sick you're thinking you automatically have that but well, that wasn't the case That wasn't the case and I feel great today and I'm just kind of doing a productive cough which is let I me. Mean, Let me pause this. I'll be right back. That could be important. Okay. Well, that's interesting. I just got a call. They have a warranty deed. They need to sign for uh, notarized. Uh, So that's going to be a warranty deed. Yes, another signing. That's interesting as hell. I'm going to have to brush my teeth. I'm going to take a pause right now. You don't need to know that. I'm going to say I'll be right back. Just take a pause and do that stuff. Talk to you later. I'll be right back according to you I might be back in a minute but it's probably most be about 15 minutes bye okay we are back yes we are back and better than ever so what was in the middle of uh uh, sure wasn't that important but I was going to do a notarization and I was getting ready I stopped and I was pretty myself up the people were doing a loan document for a, a mortgage and They had one page that wasn't signed, and they were at the local UPS store, and they have a notary there. And I normally send them people there because it's cheaper. Not that I charge any more when they come to my house because I don't like people coming to my house. Not that I don't like people coming to my house. I don't like strangers coming to my house. Especially, you know, it's just not one of those things, especially for the amount of money we're talking about. If there was a cer I know, people say, what do you mean it's the amount of money, you know, if you pay more money it's gonna be better if I come to their house? And I say, Yeah. It's worth the risk when you have someone coming to a house when you're making a decent amount of money. Not it's not worth the risk when you're not making a lot. And if you don't understand that when I say coming to a house, it's strangers coming to your house. Strangers, people you don't normally have there. To have a business at your house, that would be really, it's one of the things you sacrifice. You sacrifice that distance you have from strangers that, you know, your house, your house is for friends and acquaintances. That's why when you have like a Jehovah Witness or or someone who's selling, they, they don't do that door-to-door stuff anymore. They used to be years ago, They used to be coming, people selling magazines. I said, what, you know, people knock on your doors and say, listen, I'm a recovering addict. And... Blah 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 blah. I'm selling these magazines. I'm making money and stuff like that. I remember the last time I had that was about ten years ago. There's not many people doing door to door sales anymore. There's not many people, and there's definitely no. You don't see the kids out there doing the candy sales or the the cookie sales. Funny thing about it, there was a friend of my daughter's. One of her friends, she was friends with this girl, who lives on the next street, and every year she would come over and sell us either this cookie dough or whatever they do. Um, do, do they did fundraising? We go and pay you. We prepay for it, right? We prepay for it. We never got the stuff. It was like two or three times. We never got the stuff. Well, twice. If it's twice, and twice we never got it, and we should have, the second time we should have just said, no, we're not, gonna, we're not going to give them. I know. We say, listen, if it's just a donation for school, just give us a donation. Don't pretend that you're going to sell us anything. <clears throat> so wait, I digress. I say that a lot, don't I? So the people are coming from less than a, a half a mile away and I'm getting ready I figure it's going to take them five minutes to get here get in the car and do that and be here so I brushed my teeth do that and said okay I'm ready got my bag out got my notary stuff and don't you know right when I think they're about to arrive I get a phone call I'm sorry just as we were getting in our vehicle their notary showed up I said I guess they were in a hurry but that's good I'm able to talk to you guys. And I guess. uh, no. We'll get to the oversharing part. On Monday. I had an ongoing. My two of three appointments. I have for my crown replacement. Well actually. The second. Wait. Four appointments. Three appointments. Two or three appointments. Because I went first. Initially got sized out with the temporary crown and then I waited two weeks and got the mold for the permanent crown and this week was the cleaning now it's been a year or two I don't go that often I should go to the dentist but I take care of my teeth pretty well but I you know now I'm I'm almost 60 so and I still have 60 I still have my teeth well, that looks like that might be changing in the next couple of years. Because the thing you want to hear when you go for a checkup is, hey, it looks like you're doing great. You know, a doctor's appointment is not like a dentist's appointment. A doctor's appointment, they give you a checkup and they say, hey, listen, you might have an issue here. You might have an issue there. You may be pre-diabetic. You should watch your weight. I don't get that too often, luckily. I don't get the weight thing. I did get the blood sugar, blood pressure, that's salts and stuff like that. My blood pressure was always a little elevated, not high yet. It's right outside, higher than the norm. When I'm watching what I'm eating, though, if I cut my salts and stuff like that, I'm right right in there, the norm, <clears throat> Right, right there. You know, stay away from caffeine, do that. But, you know what? I can't give away everything. I can't just give up everything. You know, all all work and no play makes you a very unhappy boy. So, I, I put up with the slightly elevated. Who's to say what is slightly elevated in certain people, right? I don't think with blood pressure, when they pick that 10-point thing that right outside that 10 point, what if that's the perfect blood pressure for a person that size? Right? And how about the body temperature, 98.6? Maybe there's a person that runs like one degree warmer, 99.6, or one degree cooler. I mean, I think I read an article about that, that The actual temperature is not, 98.6 is not written in stone. It's just an average. So when it's elevated a degree or depressed a degree, it doesn't really necessarily tell the whole story. The whole story is when you're perfectly healthy and you get your temperature taken in a neutral environment, that's you know, and you'd have to do it like five, six, ten times in order to get your normal temperature. Your normal temperature may not be 98.6 when you're per- perfectly healthy. I have to say that. And I'm not a medical expert. I know that. All I'm saying is the variance in different biological organisms is, is maybe not that great inside a certain species, but it's, it does, there is a variance there's always a variance. So let's get back to the doctor. So I go to the uh, dentist. So I go there, for, and the first time I went there, I'm getting that drill, and you're asking what the, um, is this painful? Is this not painful? Tell me, when it's bother- tell me when it bothers you. Now, what am I supposed to do? I'm getting a crown replaced, and the whole time, even with the the Novocaine. The whole time I'm feeling uncomfortable, and with intense bouts of pain, and usually the cold when they're putting the little suction in, or spraying you know spraying the cold water or drilling, it's just really not a comfortable thing to have, and it's hitting the base of those nerves, and, and you, you, I'm feeling it it's uncomfortable now it's numb every place around it it's numb and if you were touching the side of the gums the inside of the molar wherever she was drilling no problem but right there that's where all the feeling was and it may have been feeling because I was focusing on it and there was a couple things going on to change the dynamics of the whole situation first of all both the dentist and the I don't know if it would change if it was a guy but they were attractive women. <clears throat> so I didn't want to come off as a weak man or stereotypical weak man that felt comfortable whining in front of women. I know that's misogynistic. I know that. But there's, those, they're the last vestiges of my masculinity, so I can't really let that go. And it's, they can tell when you're in pain because they see you're gripping the. uh Even though I'm not mooning or something, they can see my hands tighten up. See my eyes roll a little when it's going on. And I'm thinking, wow, am I being a weak person? A low pain tolerance person? That's what I'm thinking. And then I start imagining that we're in a Civil War medical tent and... I'm still getting my tooth worked on, but the guy next to me is getting his leg sawed off. And the only thing I have to do is not make as much noise as the guy getting his leg sawed. I got to make less noise than the guy. And he's pretty quiet. He's pretty quiet, and I'm surprised. And I go, why is that guy so quiet? And I'm so, you know, I want to moan. So that's what I'm thinking the whole time. I'm just picturing that. I know, crazy, crazy thoughts, but that's what they're doing. Hey, Jim, if you're going to make a noise, make a noise, stuff like that. And they say, who? No. That's the agreement you have when you're going to dentist's office. You're not going to scream bloody murder. When someone's drilling on your tooth, you really can't. If it was working on my foot, me moaning it out of my mouth would not really, it could change the way the guy's working on his foot, but it's not happening right there. So yeah, the whole time, I mean, I'm telling you, it is, no wonder, no wonder they, that's got to play with a dentist, a a dentist, self-perception, doesn't it? Every time you go in there, you're going to think, oh my God, there's rarely going to be an opportunity where you go in there. If you don't go often and don't get it checked, your teeth checked often, then you're going to, you're going to get these things where people say we got one or two problems here, and the cleaning checkup was the, the was the Monday that night I got sick. But I'm not going to attribute to the dentist office. I don't know. I mean, but you know, two people did have their hands in my mouth. Two people I don't know very well, but they were wearing gloves. Who knows? food. There was this. It could have been from Sunday when I worked a double. Nah. So, I'm in there on Monday, getting this past Monday, and they're doing the cleaning and stuff like that. And the cleaning's all right. You know, there's a cleaning. You don't get too much money. But they're, you know, they're hitting a couple places where there's a cavity or a cavity popped out. I don't have any new cavities. I have a cracking and another, I have another crown. I'm going to need in a, the next year or two. One of my top, you know, my front teeth. And then, I need root canal. And it's on the second from the rear, right, molar. And I'm thinking, boy, this is going to be interesting. Well, root canals, they're not going into the tooth, they're going into the root. Just don't know what they're going to do. It's going to be interesting. That's going to be, interesting is a nice way to say it, Right? I know you don't want to hear it. You say, Jim, what the fuck are you talking about Root Canal for? We're supposed to be talking about Christmas. That's oversharing, isn't it? I'm oversharing. I'm an oversharer. I mean, you got to be an oversharer if you're going to have a podcast where you're not going to bring someone in and talk about, po- uh, talk about uh, politics or sports or Game of Thrones or some role-playing thing. Some... Stuff like that. And I'm not belittling those things. But if you're going to do something like this, you better be an oversharer because you're not going to have a lot to talk about. Really. And I run into that in the restaurant when I'm bartending and I'm asked ask people, it's people to come in and sit at the bar. Now, people that sit at the bar are usually a little more open than people that sit at tables. I said this before and I'll say it again. I think there's a proclivity... For people that sit at the bar to be more comfortable with sharing and talking to other people. Because otherwise, why would you sit there if you want to sit right in front of another person? Unless you want to talk. Right? There's some people that do it and never talk. I never understand that. Maybe they're sitting at the bar because they just don't want to sit by themselves. I always thought you sit at the bar. You don't have to worry about talking to yourself. You don't want to talk. So I guess it's the loneliness is overriding the thing that they're painfully shy and don't want to talk to people. Because when people come and say, hi, how are you? Where are you from? They'll, it they'll tell you. And they're drinking too. So oversharing when you're drinking isn't. Sometimes people share the most intimate of knowledge with people they don't know. I recall once that a girl, um, a girl, well, a girl. She was in her thirties, so, and it was a couple years ago, and she just shared that the man she was with, who happened to be her boyfriend at the time, was wasn't. Uh, let me say it nicely. Wasn't fulfilling his intimate duties adequately, and. Why, you, when you tell another guy that who you don't know in front of the other guy, that is, that is another level of cuckolding, you know, or the beginning of cuckolding. That's when you're, when you're, when you're doing stuff in front of your mate, blatantly uh, breaking your kind of agreement but and and I'm sure the guys do it a lot more and they're a lot more brutal so I guess I'm used to that guys will say stuff about the wives that aren't pleasant but mainly they don't do it in front of them mainly they don't do it in front of them but I've seen men get eviscerated and that is not a pretty sight and sometimes it's so, I guess the relationship is so dead, the guy doesn't even really react. I haven't really seen the reaction like that. Maybe they were just, women, woman's just trying to get a reaction out of the guy. But uh, that's an oversharer. And there's other people you talk to and they come and sit at the, the bar and you ask, Are you, do you live here? No, we're visiting. That's it. That's all they say. Yeah, someone else said, oh, we're from Michigan. We're here to do a little diving and stuff like that. Is there a good place to eat? Oh, where we're from, it's snowing right up there. And we have two kids, but our kids are being looked after by our grandparents and stuff like that. We met when we were in college. You know? Oh, I met Tom when he was proselytizing for Jews for Jesus. Oh, that's interesting. All sorts of stuff. Oh, I was having, I just had a hysterectomy, so I decided to go on a holiday. Oh, I had diarrhea real bad last night. Thanks for sharing that with us. Thank you very much. All sorts of things. Oh, um, you know, there's a myriad of things that people will will tell you about. And when it comes to shutting up, there's a myriad of things they won't say when people don't talk. And it doesn't... It doesn't necessarily bother me either way someone's oversharing or undersharing, or in the, in, it depends on what they're not sharing. Right? If you come into the bar and you have your arm in a sling, you have a patch over your eye, you have a bl- bloody bandage on your forearm, on your other forearm, and you start thinking, man, I really want to know that story and you know the person and they don't tell you what happened. Like they don't they don't offer you the information and say, hey listen, what happened? Did you get hit by a meteorite? Were you in a civil war reenactment of the Battle of Chickamauga? Are you a drag racer? Do you work at a dentist office? <laughs> No, that's pretty much it. I'd like to thank everyone for listening. I'd like to thank you listeners that downloaded as many episodes as you can. I do appreciate it. It's helping our rankings. It's boosting our numbers, and boosting the numbers is essential to how we're placed in the format or how we're featured on, like iTunes, Spotify. Right now, we're doing better in iTunes. There's also Spotify. If we have any Spotify listeners out there, please download as many episodes as you can. That'll boost us there. But I imagine, I see what happens is when we get a lot of listeners on one play system, that one of the podcast broadcasting systems, which is the iTunes, Amazon. When, when we get a lot of Apple, we're getting higher rankings in apple i think what happens is now because i'm not it's a huge universe out there when you think about how podcasts are featured and how they're presented to people meaning people say if you like this show maybe you'll like that this show and that's what they offer as an example and that's where you get incidental listeners People that come in. And the more people I get, the more... If if one day Apple says, Keys Bartender, something you should listen to for three episodes to see if you like it. Here are three random episodes. And then the people decide whether they like it. Now, obviously, I realize if 10 million people check out my podcast, there may not... That doesn't mean 10 million people will like it. But if I get one out of ten, that that's what I expect. You know, it's just like going to Baskin-Robbins. If you remember what Baskin-Robbins used to be, 31 flavors, I think, or 36, whatever. There's always an ice cream you like. If you like ice cream, if you're not lactose intolerant. And if you're lactose intolerant, why the fuck were you going to Baskin-Robbins? Every time I have ice cream, I shit myself. Okay, well, don't eat ice cream. Eat some frozen yogurt or something like that. So you go to Baskin Robbins. You find out what you like. I like strawberry. I like chocolate. And I like French vanilla. And butter almond. I like four of them. That is still less than 14, 15% of all the flavors they had. And I still didn't try all the flavors. And, you know, every so often I mean like, A coconut ice cream. Who knows? Who knows what kind of ice cream you're going to like? Who knows what kind of podcast someone's going to like? That's the reason why you download as many episodes as you can for me. You're doing us a favor. It's the Christmas season. If you could give us a Christmas gift, give us. I'm talking about the Royal Us, the Royal We, the Keys Bartender Show. If you'd like to give me a gift, download as many episodes as you can. And that'll get us featured, and that'll get us featured as the flavor of the day at Baskin Robbins. So people know if they like the raisin rum. That was used to be a flavor. You don't see that as much anymore. It was like they're really not trying. Someone was trying to ice cream flavor. We'll put some rum in it and raisin. That'll probably be a good ice cream. You know, Jesus Christ, there's guava, there's mango. Tons of kiwi. Kiwi. No, I mean, You never see kiwi ice cream. Key lime. All that, all that shit. Rum raisin, right? That's where someone, some drunk came up with the rum raisin thing. Well, I'd like to thank you for listening. Once again, if you have any questions, please send me an email to jim at keysbartender.com. Thank you very much and have a great day. Bye. Oh, let me play the music. Here at Total Wine & More, you'll find what you love and
0: love what you find, especially our totally low prices. That rosé you recommended was a hit. What should we try for more fun in the sun this weekend? Your friends will
1: love this refreshing, sparkling wine.
0: (laughs) Perfect. Wow, that price is refreshing, too.
1: Find what you love, love what you find, only at Total Wine & More. With the lowest prices in the DMV. Think responsibly, D21.
0: to PayPal or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use code HACK.